going on, everybody? Welcome back to Droid Life Show today. We are on episode 103. It is Friday, February 26th. I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim, say hi real quick. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. So on this episode, uh, we're really just going to talk about two, well, sort of three major topics. And basically, there are three phones. So as you guys know, this week was MWC, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. And we got the Galaxy S7, the S7 Edge, and then the LG G5. So because these are essentially the three biggest phones of the year to at least kick off the year, obviously we'll have Nexus phones and notes and all that stuff later on. But I mean, these are, these are the flagships from Samsung and LG. So yeah, we're just going to talk about these three and see where it takes us. Um, we are, if you're listening live, we do have an IRC chat at Droid Life, uh, the post that includes the show. And then we're also in the chat over on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, we're chatting there as well. So if you have questions or comments or want us to talk about anything spe- specific about any of these devices, we can certainly do that. But uh, so let's see, we'll get into, we should probably start with Samsung, right? I mean, as, as big as LG and the G5 are, I mean, this is Samsung we're talking about, and it's the Galaxy S7 and then the S7 Edge along for the ride as well. But essentially, this is the Galaxy S flagship for 2016. So uh, let's see. So if we go back to Sunday, Sunday was the day. It was sort of press day at MWC. LG in the morning announced the G5, and then four or five hours later, something Samsung announced the S7 and S7 Edge. So uh, what we got was a lot of what we expected, right? We got the S7, which is the smaller guy, and then we got the S7 Edge, which is a bigger version with the Edge sort of format, uh, basically like last year's S6 Edge Plus, only they dropped the Plus, but it's still just as big. So, I mean, they Samsung kind of threw every single thing into these you can throw into them. And I remember sort of saying that last year, we talked about how uh, it was sort of crazy, all of the technology they had put into the S6 and S6 Edge. And then they managed to kind of throw even more into these, which is which is nuts. So if we run through specs, you get either an octa-core processor or a Snapdragon 820, which is actually a quad-core processor. And that all depends on market. In the US, obviously we're getting the Snapdragon 820. Uh, you get quad HD Super AMOLED displays, 32 or 64 gig of storage with SD card slot this year, up to 200 gigs. Uh, they've each got four gig of RAM. We've got a new camera on the back. It's a 12 megapixel dual pixel camera, which essentially is bigger micron pixels, better in low light. Uh, and Samsung's doing some sort of fancy stuff there. So it's not just the sensor that we saw in like the Nexus 6P. It's slightly different Sony sensor. Uh, they upgraded the batteries, 3,000 milliamp hour and then 3,600 milliamp hour for the S7 Edge. They're running Marshmallow with TouchWiz, NFC, MST for Samsung Pay, obviously. And then they added IP68 water and dust resistance. So, oh, and then these phones also have fast wireless charging along with fast wire charging. So it's almost like they didn't leave anything out. Like when you look at this list, is there anything missing? Like what's missing? Adoptable storage. (laughs) If I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Yeah, definitely adoptable storage. But at the same time, um, you know, that's something that they can they can bring later. If I'm not mistaken, they could do that with a software update. So maybe if there's enough people clamoring for it, then they could come. All right. So let's back up and talk about that for a second. So uh, so these phones, at, at least for now. They're, they come in 32 or 64 gigs of internal stores with that SD card slot. In the U.S., 
we're pretty sure we're only getting 32 gig. Well, well, we are only getting 32 gig out of the gate. There's always a chance they could add a 64. And I actually think, I was talking to someone the other day that pre-ordered through T-Mobile. And while they were talking on the phone to the T-Mobile rep, because they apparently called the pre-order instead of just doing it online, which I thought was weird. But anyways, the rep supposedly slipped up and mentioned something about a 64 gig version. And they said, oh no, that's not available yet. So there's still a chance. Anyways, what Tim's talking about with adoptable storage is in Android 6.0 Marshmallow, uh, Google built in uh, support for SD cards again, which allows you to, if you want, use a, a, essentially adopt an SD card into the internal storage, sort of like merging them as one, if you will. So you can store apps on um, uh, private data, things like that. And so it, it sort of turns your SD card into internal storage it encrypts it all that stuff so it's it's adopted not only to the internal storage but to that device so you can't like take it out and go put it into another device because it's encrypted Uh, but that also means if you were to take it out not know what you're doing you could potentially screw some things up and whatever so anyways long story short they cut that out and lg did this as well in the g5 so they took out adoptable storage or at least didn't add it in however you want to look at that and some people are pissed about this because especially it only comes with 32 gig of storage. And a lot of people think they could fill that up in a, in a year or two years. And then the other part is like, why are they taking away features? Like, why not just let us decide if we want to use it or don't want to use it or something? So does this, does this bother you that they took out adoptable storage? Uh, it doesn't bother me as much as, as much as it does other people. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, I know we and probably everyone watching an Android podcast is probably comfortable using adoptable storage and they don't have to fear, uh, you know, screwing with the internal storage on their device, possibly damaging the phone, uh, at least the software side. So I think what Samsung maybe thought was we have to protect our consumers from themselves. I mean, hell, they got people with the Note 5 with the S Pen stuck in backwards. You think we're going to trust them with adoptable storage? Hell no. So just take it out. Micro SD still supported. That's fine. You just can't use it for this particular set of um, a feature. But at the same time, you know, you have to give people some credit, at least Android people, right? You know, we we want to have like the cutting edge tech. And, and, you know, Google was so cool enough to even bring it back in in the first place with 6.0, you know. So I think we were all kind of hoping that Samsung would just be cool, bring it in. But um, so there are some people who were super pissed off about it, as we've seen on Twitter. But, you know, like I said, maybe it's something that Samsung can bring, you know, either with the Note 6 or just kind of enable through a software upgrade. I mean, at least give people the opportunity to use it if they want. Um, Say if you enter in or uh, put in an SD card, uh, give them the chance to choose if they want to use adoptable storage, warn them ahead of time, you know, what could happen if you use it uh, the wrong way or if they just want to use it as a standard SD card to store pictures and stuff like that and not really mess with their app data. So I think there's a couple of ways they could have done it uh, better than just completely removing it and then like pointing the finger at users saying, well, you guys are so dumb, we can't really trust you with it. So, but really people did have the S Pen stuck in their phone backwards. So who can you trust? I mean, I mean, if something can break, people will break it. Especially yeah, when you provide it to like the mass population. So the, the only thing is like with that S Pen, they they didn't think ahead, right? To to 
think about like people potentially putting that in backwards. And instead they put, I think like a little note in their instruction manual. And when everyone started ramming it in backwards to show that it would break, (laughs) all they said was read the instruction manual dummies. You know what I mean? But, and so like with this, they're taking the complete opposite approach now and they're just taking things away, going overly safe with it. And maybe it's in part reaction to that. I, I, I guess like, it doesn't bug me that much because 32 gig is quite a bit of storage. Um, 64 really should have been the minimum. Yeah. I got to say because touch whiz and all that. I mean, there's 10 gigs right there. Gone. And there, you know, besides yeah, so you and me, I'm with like sure, 23 gig, right. To start. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and people do download, you know, say a lot of music onto their phones or, you know, whatever the case may be. A lot of, a lot of apps these days, a lot of games. I mean, those are taking up four to eight gigs of storage, you know, and, I don't know. I think 32 is just sort of sort of weak. 32 is the new 16. I mean, that's all there is to it. it. It's. I mean, it's the new 16 for sure, especially because Samsung takes nine gig with their stupid bloated skin. Uh, so the only thing though is the only the only thing is really eliminates is people that download a ton of apps, and that could also mean people that download big games because, like, if you want your music collection and your photos and your videos, you can still put those on an SD card, and you, you should be putting them. And look, you can go buy a 64 gig SD card for like 10 bucks. So if it's like the photo and the and videos and, and stuff like that, like you can move all that over. But yeah, if, I mean, if you're someone that downloads a lot of apps and like you just said, big games, you could potentially fill that up pretty damn quickly. So I guess like, I don't get why they're not giving us a 64 gig option, which sucks. Um, last year they gave us 32, 64, 128. And I know we didn't have an SD card slot, but this year it's like only 32. Um, but we, we've had a lot of people point out that they probably didn't do this partly because SD cards, just the performance on them is not good enough. You know, like Samsung's using UFS 2.0 storage, which is a hell of a lot better performing than any SD card you're going to buy. And so it just may not be a good performance. Um, and so maybe they don't want people to do that. And then I guess the other side is, yeah, maybe they're worried that people are going to break stuff. My only problem with that is like, you could leave the option there for people like you and I, right. That know about it. But when you slot in an SD card, don't have the prompt come up that says like, what do you want to do? Just make it a a thing that you can only access if you know it exists and then bury it. And then if you go in to activate it, put like 15 warnings around it that says like, we don't recommend you do this. Like, you know, like scare the shit out of everyone, (laughs) unless they're like you and I that knows exactly what they're doing. I, I, I think it sucks that they took it away. I, I just, I don't understand any of the, re- like I get some of the reasoning, but I do think it sucks they took it away because I don't like it when people take options from me that I may want to use later on down the road, I guess. I would have to agree. But then uh, I still think that 32 gigs is just not enough. But um, not that this has anything to do with the argument, but uh, 32 gigs is just sort of, sort of weak in the first place. I mean, not that long ago, they were still only offering 16 gigs. And now like looking back on it, like I don't even know what I would do with a phone with like eight gigs of storage. So it would have been nice. I I can't wait till we get to the point where 64 is the base. I don't know if it'll ever be, but that would be nice. Right, exactly. And as someone just mentioned in the chat room that they're giving away a Gear VR, you know, along with a pre-order of the S7 mm-hmm. and applications for VR, especially and games, 
so much storage is yeah. required. Um, gigs. So the fact that uh, maybe they didn't work in you know, a weight off for the 64 gig, at least in the U.S. or something. It just doesn't, I don't really understand it. I mean, it's all about the content now and with so much content um, that, you know, these companies are pushing, the carriers and the OEMs, you would think they just want to have the ability to let the user, you know, enjoy it all, I guess. But no, it's always like, it's a juggling act of like, uh, let's see, for example, the last phone on the Moto X Peer Edition, I had a 16 gig. And I had quite a few uh, applications installed, but I would always have to say uninstall an app before I can even update apps because, you know, it checks how much memory you have. And it's, it's just sort of a pain when you're running out of storage. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that any of our SD cards were going to be able to hand, like handle the performance. And I think we all would have taken a hit, but I just think they should have left the option there if they're not going to just let us buy 64 gig phones. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like I threw an SD card in my uh, Moto X Pure Edition, which allows you to use adoptable storage. And it warned me. It said, like, your SD card may not be fast enough. And it's like a class 10 UHS class one, I believe. Like, it's pretty fast SD card. And it warned me, like Google warned me and said, like, this is not going to be good enough to keep up. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. So... I guess, yeah, maybe the real argument is why the hell aren't they giving us a 64 gig version? I'm wondering if it's just not ready. Like they put in all their all their early manufacturing resources to create 32 gig models. And then in like two months when they kind of catch up and they sort of like stabilize their manufacturing process, they're just going to go, hey, guess what? Now the 64 gig is available and we're all going to be pissed. Yeah. Because we all adopted early. Because the companies never do. seem to care about releasing a better product right after they release right. an inferior product. Right. I mean, they think that they're helping us, but in fact, they're screwing some people. But yeah, all of their like biggest fans that are early adopters are screwed. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, can you really consider anyone an early adopter? Um, I don't know. I feel yeah. like if we pre-order a phone from them, we probably are. <laughs> I suppose. Well, I mean. In in the grand scheme of things, you know, we we've been we have been adopted or have been adopting um, for a while. I guess but I just hate the fact that like I, people like, who get like, it earlier are getting screwed. Yes, yeah, and I think like we would all probably buy the sixty four gig version if it was available, and we don't have the option, and right. so it's going to come in like a month, and we're all going to be really pissed. Sure. Anyways, all right, so that's adoptable storage. That's what Tim was talking about. Um. You can pre-order this, both of them now. Like pre-orders went up two days after it was announced, I believe, on the 23rd, I think. Was that Tuesday? I think Tuesday, yeah. yeah. So you could pre-order Tuesday. And the phone is available everywhere. I mean, obviously, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile Sprint, even Best Buy is doing pre-orders. Even Target is doing pre-orders for this phone, which is kind of funny. Uh, So you mentioned the Gear VR. So Samsung is tossing in free gear vrs to anyone who pre-orders so it's you know that's a hundred dollar accessory right there which is a pretty big deal and then they're also tossing in a six game vr bundle so not only do you get the vr but you get six games to play on it um depending on where you buy it from you can get extra goodies uh let's see like verizon is giving you a hundred dollar bill credit if you buy if you pre-order from them t-mobile is giving you a year free of netflix Sprint is doing buy one, get one 50% off. 
Best Buy is also tossing in a 64 gig micro SD card. And Target, if you go pre-order at Target, they're giving you a $100 Target gift card with purchase. So you just get an extra 100 bucks to spend at Target. That's not bad. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, the phone is already so darn good, right? And they're just giving stuff away for it. Usually when I see a company giving away stuff in addition to the phone that they're selling, that leads me to believe that it's crap and that, you know, you have to entice someone in order to buy it. But uh, I think the phone is already pretty killer. And then you're getting all this, uh, these other goodies. So it's like a win-win. Yeah, so let's talk about buying it. So you and I each sort of took a side. Like I took LG and gave reasons why you should buy the G5, which we'll get to. And you had the S7 and S7 Edge. You just kind of want to walk down. Like if, if you were to tell somebody why they should buy this phone, what your reasons were. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was pretty straightforward. And, you know, having played with the phone on Monday, it was all fresh in my mind. So at least not uh, comparing the G5 to the S7, but say a year over year, the S7 kind of destroys the S6. I mean, first, it's got the bigger battery. So last year, uh, the S6 had a 25, 50 milliamp hour battery, and now they upped it to 3000. And they didn't even make it, you know, that much bigger of a phone. In fact, it, it feels better in hands, I think, than the S6, which is uh, pretty incredible. So the fact that it has a bigger battery, uh, it does come with the expandable storage. So, I mean, even the S5, pretty sure had expandable storage, micro SD, and then they removed that on the S6. And I sort of, you know, I speculated that maybe it was because they were going to take the Apple route and try and sell, you know, the, the 100 plus tiers of storage, which is so so shysty it is it um, didn't really work right no not not really i I mean the s6 edge with 128 gigs i think was almost like a thousand dollars when it first released so i mean the fact that they were even trying to do that is just ridiculous so it was insane i forgot about how expensive the s6 edge was it was expensive so uh now we've got the expandable storage in the s7 uh they brought back one of my favorite things from the S5, even though it's like one of my least favorite phones of all time. It's water resistant, rated up to IP68, which is a meter and a half, five feet for 30 minutes. That means you can take this bad boy, this sexy little device, and go into a pool with it, shoot some underwater stuff. You can go in the shower, do uh, sexy Snapchats, or really whatever you want. Um, you can have it be in the kitchen. You could, uh, you know, get some baking stuff on and then wash it off i mean wash it off yeah under a faucet yeah you can wash it off under a faucet i mean just thinking about that is pretty cool and yeah you could do that with the s6 active uh or the s5 but you know those phones they're not the s7 they were ugly can i also just say that um it's the most or i should say it's the least water resistant looking phone i've ever seen because it's all glass and metal mm-hmm. and it just looks like if you splash like a drop of water on it like it would just die so it's pretty cool that they maintain the fact that it's like a really really beautiful phone and it's ip68 it's kind of crazy they did it, a really really nice job with that exactly i you know i stress the fact in that post that uh, they didn't have to sacrifice the, you know, the great strides they made in hardware design with the S6, because I know we both really like the way that phone looks in the S6 Edge, but then they added the water resistance. So my suggestion would, uh, when you're in the pool, underwater, taking the phones, don't plug it in or anything like that. Maybe don't use your headphone jack. So anything like that that has to do with external power, keep away from the water, but the phone itself can go in the water. Uh, the, the camera, so we played with it for a little bit, snap, snapping pictures and all that. And then they were talking about all the dual pixel 
and uh, and the aperture being f 1.7 and from what we saw it was really good and you know of course we only got to spend an hour with it so as soon as we get the units in our hands and start up our reviews you know the camera is something i'm really going to be uh focusing focusing on very intently um but the dual pixel camera at least from what we can tell is awesome i mean sam samsung has always been you know one to tout um their power in the camera department so excited it for that crazy fast crazy I mean, fast and i were just using it if you guys watch our hands-on videos with both the s7 edge and s7 it's kind of nuts you can't even tell that it's focused and it has and then you just tap the shutter button and it just goes like you could snap out i don't even know how many pictures it's yeah i can't wait i know like the resolution's down a little bit but whatever it's going to be so insanely fun to use yeah, so you know, I would snap a picture. What I love is that I can snap a picture, then that preview is immediately available, and I tap it, and boom, it's right there, ready to go. I mean, they they really sped up the storage and all that. So, uh, really excited about the phone, if you couldn't tell. And then, uh, and then I did like, oh, you need more. So LG hasn't talked about this much. Samsung did, but the uh, Vulkan APIs, which is basically a way for developers to um, flex uh, more better the GPU and CPU usage in a 3D scene. So, for example, you know you're playing. A, let's just say, for example, uh, you're playing Doom Three, and uh, you know a, a scene isn't loading very fast, or say it's uh, causing your battery to drain more quickly. The Vulkan API should allow your phone to um, uh, render the scene better and using less power. So really, you can play your games for longer, and it'll be a better experience with the Vulkan APIs. So they've added that in. The G5 should have that. Really, all you need is a software update. For example, um, NVIDIA just updated the Shield Android 6.0, and that also includes the Vulkan APIs. And of course, NVIDIA's being like, is Vulkan A the greatest thing ever? Because it's all about gaming. So anyone who has the Shield and got the Android 6.0, you also have the Vulkan APIs, which is a very good thing. That means the G5 should have it. They probably just aren't even talking about it. Um, or it's just something they can do in a software update. Uh, fast wired and wireless charging, which uh, the G5 does not feature wireless charging. Uh, so, I mean, already. I mean, you can see the the scale is already just, it's it's weighed heavily by the S7. And I like the G5. That's not water resistant. Um, the S7 has Samsung Pay, which is by far probably the best mobile payment solution in terms of acceptance at retailers. Um, the fingerprint reader, you know, I had a few people asking me if it was improved or anything. I will say that the fingerprint reader, the home button, it did seem a little bit bigger. I don't think the tech has been improved or anything. I mean, it was already pretty fast on the S6 and S6 Edge, so making it quicker, you know, really uh, isn't really necessary. It's already like a split second. So, but um, I'm sure they made it faster, but yeah, it was already so fast. I don't know that we'll really be able to tell. Yeah, exactly. Or like kind of like false IDs, you know, where you put your finger there and it, it doesn't really recognize it properly. You know, we haven't spent enough time with it to like confirm it, whether it's better, but it was a little bit bigger if I'm not mistaken, or it, it was like more I think kind more of square. Yeah. More squarish, yeah. not as rounded and thin. So that's the way I would describe it. But yeah. uh and it comes in silver, which was like a big deal. I mean, the comments on this post, everyone wants the silver. Silver the, I, I want the, the Edge comes in silver. Right. The regular S7 does not. Yeah. Which is so crap. S7 Edge in silver. I, I'm telling everyone to get it. No, 
I mean, no shame, right? Samsung money, bring it on. Because that thing, the S7 is just probably one of the prettiest phones ever made. Not probably, it is one of the prettiest phones ever made. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right. All the comments, especially on the hands-on video you did of the silver, yeah. everyone's just like, "Oh my god, that's silver!" And it it's it's as pretty as it looks in that video in person. It shines so well too. I mean, it's like a like a diamond in the sky. It really. Is. I'm gonna call my phone Lucy. That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> I, I mean, I used the black S7 for a while. It looks nice this year because it's pure black. Like, if you just want right. a pure black phone, it's a, except it's a massive fingerprint magnet. Like, I'm actually tempted to go gold on the regular S7 because I don't think you'll be able to see fingerprints as badly, even though I don't really want a gold phone. Yeah. And by the way, when we do our reviews, Tim's going to take S7 Edge. I'm going to take the regular S7. Yeah. They, they're They're nice. I mean, <laughs> they're nice. Like we spent, we spent a good hour with I with with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just they feel so good. Like I remember the the S six Edge last year and the Edge Plus. It had the it, it was perfectly flat on the back, mm-hmm. and then when it wrapped around, then you had the edges. And I just remember holding it like you could feel the edge in your hand. It's not like it was so sharp that it was uncomfortable, but it just you could feel it though. Yeah, you knew you were holding the Edge phone. This year, because they rounded the back a little bit and added the bigger battery, it feels way better in hand. I mean, it's still big. It's got a 5.5-inch display, right? Yeah. It's it's big, but it feels so much better. Yeah, I mean, for anyone curious how it does feel, um, you know, look at an S6, go into your local Best Buy or wherever, pick up an S6 Edge, sort of look at it, you know, how the display curves and kind of falls over, but then pick up a Note 5 and how it rounds on the backside. So imagine the Note 5, and the S6 Edge having a baby, and that's the S7 Edge. And boy, does it feel so good. Uh, and it looks so good. I, You know, I don't know why. I mean, it's just a phone, but I've been thinking about the S7 Edge quite a bit, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Actually, let's see. Fanboy it up. If you go into, I forgot about this, but Best Buy stores were supposed to get display units on the 24th, which was like two days ago. So, yeah, we should probably remind everyone about that. I forgot about that. So, yeah, if you want to go play with the Galaxy S7 and S7 Edge, select Best Buy stores. I I would imagine any that has a Samsung Experience section in it uh, should have them on display. You can't buy them, but you could pre-order there, and then you can just you can play with them. Mm. I might have to do that this weekend. Stop by just to like get some more hands on them. Yeah, if we have uh, and anyone who's listening or watching works at Best Buy and can hook it up with a phone before it releases, let me know. <laughs> Throw in a little something extra for you. <laughs> we'll pay you so much. Just kidding. We would never pay for that. A billion dollars. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good um, phone. So if yeah. you can get your hands on it, definitely check it out. I mean, and I would always suggest that before you pre-order a device, you know, go check it out. See if you really like it. Um and TouchWiz seems pretty improved. They definitely changed up the theme, which is nice. Although, I mean, TouchWiz itself, the software, the skin d- hasn't changed. I mean, they are skinning icons now, or at least they offered the option to skin them. So check it out in person. Yeah, somebody in the chat says they do have the Best Buys do right now. So, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you guys want to go play with these, we for, we should probably remind people that when we get done with the show, you yep. can uh, yeah, you can stop into Best Buy and get your hands all over them and decide. You know, because like you just said, when you're pre-ordering something, it's always hard to make a decision. And since they launched the pre-order two days after they announced it, and no one's reviewed these things or anything, all you've done is seen you know a bunch of hands-on time. Uh, getting your own hands on it would be a good idea before you pre-order. I don't think. I don't know. I haven't looked, but I don't think all the pre-orders are back ordered or anything like that. I think you can pre-order and probably, and you're still probably good. Uh, but yeah, go to Best Buy. If you've got a Best Buy near you, either stop by or call them and see if they've got them on, on display. Yeah, definitely. Someone asked if we can have a legit black Samsung phone. The new line, the S7 and the S7 Edge are legit black phones. It's not yeah. like the the bluish hue in certain lights or anything like that. These are, these are black and they, they, they look very nice. Yeah, if you go look at the hands-on post I did of the irregular S7, I, I was using the black one, and I hold it in the in the post at different angles in the sun, and it's pure black. Like it's not shaded navy blue or anything like last year's. It is pure black. It's actually pretty nice looking for a black phone. Black phones are usually kind of boring to me, but this one's not. Although, again, the ultimate fingerprint magnet for sure. They all are, you know. I mean, anything with glass and that much glass, it's hard not to. Uh, So let's see. So some other things: uh, DisplayMate, who rates every major phone before it comes out, called it called the S7, not the S7 Edge. I don't know that they necessarily do their tests on the Edge, just because there are such different displays, but flat displays anyway. The S7, they called it the best smartphone display ever. It took the crown from the Galaxy Note 5, which took the crown from the S6, which took the crown from the Note 4, which took the crown from the S5. So it's like Samsung's had the best mobile display for five phones in a row, I think. And they're just going to keep only topping themselves. And we're talking of all phones. We're talking DisplayMates are rating these better than the iPhones, the G phones, any phone, basically. Nexus phones, whatever. These are the best display ever. So the S7 already... It's being called the best display. Um, it also, we haven't talked about this a whole lot because I feel like we've talked about it so many times over the last couple of years, but always on display is now in both the G5 and the S7 and S7 Edge. And basically with the always on display, when your phone's sitting down and the screen's off, little pixels will light up and show you the clock or your calendar if you have missed notifications. Uh, it's not exactly like a moto display because you can't interact with it. Like you can't touch it and turn it on. You actually have to hit the the physical home button then to get into your phone, but it'll show you that information. And Samsung, they told us they hadn't like fully tested how much battery that's going to sip, but I'd imagine it can't be terrible. I don't think it's going to drain your battery. So uh, that's one of those cool features they've added. I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, they do. They have these phones have fast wireless charging along with wired charging. So last year we only got fast wireless charging in the Note Five and S Six Edge Plus. These two phones both have that now. So you can buy a Samsung fast wireless charger and basically fast as charge as you would with a wired connection, which is pretty sweet. And is that about it for Samsung? Well, I'm sure we could talk all day about it, but yeah, I think for now it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they still have heart rate sensor, but I don't know that anyone uses that crap, do they? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, I guess just to note the S7 edge, um, they really improved the software, I think, that you know kind of oh. comes included with the S7 Edge. They made the panel wider so you can actually get some cool stuff in there. So 
that should be good. I mean, anyone who enjoyed the S7, S6 Edge, you should know that the S7 Edge is a little bit better in that department. Hopefully, a, a software update for the S6 Edge kind of brings what we have on the S7 Edge to that phone. I think I think the Marshmallow update does, if, yeah. if anyone ever gets that, ever. No, they won't. Sorry. I mean, Samsung said that was rolling out. It's been two weeks, I think, now since they said that, and I don't. I don't know a phone that has received that. I think there's some people in like Poland. Poland always gets updates first for whatever yeah, reason. What's up with that? Probably because there's like a very small market of users. There's like 500 people in Poland, maybe. I don't Definitely know. more than that. Yeah. But yeah, at least in terms of like up like Galaxy users, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I think all that stuff's supposed to come in the Marshmallow update, which is which is cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? I think that's pretty much it. You know the. It's tough to talk about pricing with either of these phones now because everyone does a monthly payment plan. But you can go to Best Buy and I think the regular S7 is $199 on a contract or and I think the Edge is $299 if you're still into signing contracts. But All right, cool. So we should move on to the G5 now. Yeah, I just want to um, give a shout out to Dark Merlin who's in the YouTube chat. And he says, specs don't matter. It's performance that counts, and iPhone has always consistently outperformed Androids, even when the specs are lower, because the build quality is so much superior. Um, yeah, shout out to you, man. You make a really valid point, and uh, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> That's it. That doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, but the build quality is so much better, dude. Of course the performance... Build quality has nothing to do with performance. Yeah. There are some Android phones that... Uh, take a crap next to the iPhone. But uh, I, I think the new, the next gen Android stuff, I mean, even just going back to say like the S6, um, I think a lot of that stuff, at least like on, on the benchmark <laughs> side of stuff, even before the S6, um, definitely outperforms any iPhone so far. So I hate that. Argu- I, I hate the Android versus iOS argument these days because it's so sort of like, I don't know. It's just silly. I don't know. You're welcome. Dark Merlin. Yeah, Dark Merlin. I hate. um, So, leading up to these, this is sort of off subject, but kind of in in line with what you were just talking about. Leading up to the announcement of all these phones, you know, we get like early benchmarks of the S7 and the G5, and everyone compares them to what the iPhones benchmark, and the iPhone destroys the Android phones and benchmark scores. Does anyone actually give a shit about benchmark scores anymore? Like, the, the phones are so good and so fast. That it's like it's like a it's like a douchebag Apple blogger like bragging thing like they just go yeah but like our A nine <laughs> processors so fast look at these benchmarks and you just go who gives a shit like your your eye and your hand can't tell that it's any faster than this phone and all those terrible transitions that Apple puts in their crappy software like you can't tell me it's faster than anything that's uh, just so annoying it's one of those things that just irks the shit out of me. Well, I think uh, benchmarks, especially when we were like the Android phones were first starting to grow in real popularity. And when we got like our first dual core gigahertz processor, you know, and you could see how the flops, you know, in the processing, like just jumped dramatically. It was good for you to like kind of tangibly see the difference in the processing power. But now we all know that things are just fast as hell. I mean, we're talking like octa-core processors, quad-core, clocked at 2.5. Four gigs of RAM. I mean, yeah, benchmarks are just sort of pointless these days. It's cool when the benchmarks show off the specs, you know, say on an unreleased phone. But 
at least in terms of uh, the way Apple does it, you know, to show performance between things where it's like hand selected. Everything Apple does is horseshit. I don't know about all that, but (laughs) somebody also pointed out in the YouTube chat that it's 750p versus 1440p. So yeah, if you're ever looking at an on-screen, a screen-on benchmark, I should say, and the iPhone wins, of course it's going to win. It's pushing like half the pixels of every Android phone at this point. Anyways, it's another thing for. I think they're all good, you know? Like, and that's always been my thing. Like, I've always just argued, hey, man, like, do you, whatever makes you happy. I mean, each phone performs just fine. Um, unless you get, like, a crappy Android phone, then that's your problem. But, uh, like, if you get a good Android phone, then everything's going to be great. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and with the S7 and S7 Edge, we're hoping that, you know, software performance is going to be fine for a really long time. We've talked in the past about how TouchWiz tends to slow down a months or a year in. Hopefully that doesn't happen this time. I, I will say that there were some reports again this year. I don't even know who the hell they were from. That was like, Samsung's really cleaning up TouchWiz this year. You know, this happens every year. Every year before they announce a new phone, it's oh, Samsung's really toning down TouchWiz this year. And it's never happened, except last year, they actually announced. They're like, we actually went back and cleaned up TouchWiz. And they did tone it down some last year, but they didn't they tone didn't. down anything this year. They didn't t- all they did was reskin it and hopefully improve the performance. It's the same TouchWiz. If anything, they added more bloat to like the edge and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, but it, it seemed fast. But it seemed really fast. Obviously, these were phones that have never been touched for more than a couple hours at a time. But yeah, it seemed really fast. The camera we'll launches with that double tap on the home button instantly. And so, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, we're going to put it through the test once we get them, and it should Fingers be fun. crossed. All right. I know somebody in the chat said, okay, good show. No need to talk about the G5, but we need to talk about the G5. <laughs> or G5. All right. So, uh, LG, the G5 actually, I think, leaked a lot less than the S7 for whatever reason. Uh, but it was announced. Uh, I was able to spend some time with it a week or so ago the camera when it was i spent some time with the g5 and uh we had all of our coverage ready for when lg announced it on this past sunday morning so let's just run down specs really quickly so in terms of specs g5 i mean it's about as high end as you can get um Snapdragon 820 5.3 inch quad hd ips display always all or also has always on display 4 gig RAM, 32 gig UFS storage, micro SD support up to two terabytes. Uh, I don't know if anyone's looked for a two terabyte SD card lately, but they don't exist. Uh, so that's just one of those things you put like, it's like a theoretical thing. Anyways, uh, it has a six. So on the back, it has dual cameras, a 16 megapixel standard camera, and then an eight megapixel wide angle camera with 135 degrees of visibility front eight megapixel camera, 2,800 milliamp hour removable battery marshmallow. And that's pretty much it. it comes in four colors. It's also a full metal body. So this is their first all metal phone. Uh, the big deal here is it's technically modular. So you can slide the battery drawer out and that slot, as long as you have a battery in it um, can be, essentially expand the capabilities of the phone. So LG is pushing right now a DAC 
for all the hi-fi audio files out there, and then a camera grip. So you can attach a battery with this camera grip and zoom and take pictures just like you would sort of with a point and shoot camera. It also doubles as a sort of battery extender. I think it adds another 1200 milliamp hour on. So they're really pushing this whole modular thing. The phone comes in four different colors. It's all metal fingerprint sensor on the back. And yeah, that whole dual cam- dual camera setup, not waterproof. Uh, obviously doesn't have access to something like Samsung pay. It what doesn't. Yeah, what else is it missing from from does it have G Does it have GPay at least? We don't have anything about GPay, so all of those rumors were garbage. <laughs> uh, so I'll say this: I saw the G five before the S seven and S seven Edge, and I walked out of the the room, and I'm pretty sure I sent a message to you that was like, "Oh, this is totally next phone." <laughs> and uh, you got played. I don't know that I'm going to change my stance on that after a first impression, because I still think it's a really, 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 really good phone. And, you know, LG did some things that most people don't do. They've gone from the last two years of 5.5 inch displays and actually dropped down to 5.3 inch. And they essentially told me like, we shrunk the phone down a little bit because people said they wanted a slightly smaller phone. So I appreciate that. Obviously as someone who likes smaller phone, they think they found this like sweet spot in between the S seven and S seven edge um they're really into this whole modular thing and the metal build and i know a lot of people have said they think the phone's really ugly but in person i don't think it's really that ugly it's plain it's kind of boring looking but it uh it feels really premium and again in person i think it's a lot nicer than most people think uh dual camera setup i don't i don't know if i need or want that but if you need to shoot some wide angle photos you can do that with this phone uh the the camera seems nice it's fast it's all manual controls if you want all that stuff or it's auto and minimal if you need it to be but uh i mean again i think this phone is going to be really 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 good i think it's obviously going to be lg's best phone ever and it should be it's their newest flagship but man, what Samsung did with the S7 and the S7 Edge, they just, so Samsung created these two phones last year that we loved. And then the battery life was terrible. And then the performance started kind of lagging. This year, they fixed everything. And then they added bigger batteries and waterproofing and all that stuff. And they potentially made the camera even better. So LG did a really, really nice job with the G5. But dude, I mean, the S7 is amazing. Yeah, I think uh, as we're going to find out moving into 2016, that LG's quarter um, or, you know, um, first half of the year, financials probably won't do so hot. I don't think they're really going to sell all that many. Like, yeah, they'll sell a good number, just like they always have. But you don't think this is going to be the record breaker that dethrones? Hell no. I mean, like, if you had to just pick one or the other, why would anyone go for the G5? I mean, especially in terms of you have to hope that people will understand what the whole modular design is all about, and they want to embrace that LG and friends. That's so corny and, like, silly in the first place. Like, why have friends? Like, my phone doesn't have friends. It's just a machine. I refused to talk about it because when they were telling me about it, I went, wait, wait. So friends as in when you make Bluetooth connections and they were like, yeah, we like to call them friends. And I was like, I, I don't want to talk. About <laughs> That's so silly. So I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. Um, All right. So I, wait, I gave reasons why you should buy. So let's, well, let's walk through and see if this changes your mind. All right. It'll probably get 
faster updates. That's a big deal. That's speculation and hearsay. (laughs) So if we look back, the G4 started getting... So Google announced Marshmallow availability basically early October. And Poland, I'm not even joking, Poland G4s got Marshmallow in October. And then Sprint's G4 got it in December. And then I think T-Mobile's is maybe next and then AT&T. And then Verizon's G4 already has Marshmallow. And then if we even go back further, Verizon's G3 also has Marshmallow already. Like my dad has a G3. It's running Marshmallow. So Samsung, on the other hand, S6, S6 Edge, Plus, Note 5, all of their flagships, none of those. None of them have it. Not in the U.S. anyway. Maybe in Poland, but no one in the U.S. So unless Samsung changes something, which there's no way in hell that's going to happen, if you want updates faster... LG, if you want Android N in like a two months, G5. Yeah, well, a lot of good that update is going to do you when you drop your phone in the pool and uh, it's not waterproof. I don't, I don't hang out near pools. <laughs> not right now you don't because it's February, but we know, I mean, June and July are coming up. <laughs> but, all right, what, what okay. else you got? So it might Re- update faster. Might removable, update. removable battery because, you know, everyone needs to hot swap batteries. <laughs> I cannot remember the last time I was like, I really wish my phone had a removable battery. I know some people need it, right? Some people are away from plugins. They need to be able to remove and swap out batteries. So that's why they keep doing it. I don't, honestly don't know. I mean, the iPhone is the best selling phone of all time times a million, and it's never had a removable battery. So it seems like a little segment of the population needs a removable battery, but LG insists that people really want that. So, there's that. Although the battery is slightly smaller than Galaxy S7s at 2,800 milliamp hour. What did you, you know, you played with the phone. What did you think about the the hinge mechanism or the button mechanism? Like, does that seem sturdy? Like, you use it over and over and over again, hot swapping batteries. Is that ever going to give up on you? It, it felt good. Um, it, it was kind of hard to do, actually. You had to... It's this little button, and I think they tried to make it sort of hard because they don't want you accidentally bumping it and popping it open. But you had to push this button, and then you had to pull pretty hard the bottom cartridge thing to get it to slide out. It definitely doesn't happen very easily, which I think is a good thing because I don't think people need to be accidentally, you know, because it turns off your phone. Like, the battery disconnects. Like, it, your phone turns off when you pop that thing out. Uh, it, it. I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll probably work fine. Wouldn't that suck if... You do it like 50 times and all of a sudden it stops working. That, w- that would be a big problem. I'd be sort of so screwed. It. <laughs> um, no, it seemed fine. It definitely wasn't easy to do. So it's not something it's, you're going to want to do yeah. all the time for sure. But Any you video that I watch, it. it's sort of like kind of like yeah. stuck in there. No, yeah, no, it wasn't that easy to do. That's for sure. I mean, it definitely is a two-handed action and you got to tug. <laughs> uh, the other thing is it has Quick Charge 3.0 which uh, Samsung doesn't have. Samsung has fast charging, obviously, but this has Qualcomm's Quick Charge 3.0 and USB Type-C. So this is like the second main phone, because I don't include the OnePlus 2 in any conversation I have. This is like the second main phone that has uh, USB Type-C, and it actually has Quick Charge 3.0, which is awesome. That is one place that I will um, give props to LG, you know, that they introduced... USB type C on the G5, which is something I really wish the S7 and S7 Edge have. You know, and I, you know, we have to blame Gear VR for that. 
and I don't even like VR, so that even pisses me off more. Um, but yeah, USB Type C on the S7 would have been legit. So props to LG. Credit where credits due. Good job, LG. I was just yeah. looking in the chat and seeing what people think about batteries. Everyone's Scott, just everyone Scott says he carries around. No, not Scott. Steven says he carries around four batteries at a time. I'm assuming he forgot the slash S after that. Or do you really carry around four batteries? That's a lot of batteries, bro. I'm a lot of batteries. Somebody else says they do too. Hmm. No, this guy says just carry a portable charger. All right. Anyway, so yeah, battery. Okay, so the modular thing, right? I talked about this. I honestly don't think anyone's going to buy this phone because you can buy a camera grip or a, okay. Somebody might buy it for the DAC because some like the, the really hardcore audio guys probably do want better audio uh, to give them some flexibility there. So I could see the DAC, but like the camera grip thing, come on, no one wants that thing. I know it adds some battery, but who needs to turn their smartphone into like a point and shoot? Well, you need to be honest. I, I believe we talked about it briefly and you said that it wasn't all that good. So no, so it seemed pretty uh, prototypish. Oh, yeah, it was prototypish. So I'll give them. I'll give them. Uh, I won't hammer on them about that because I'd imagine the ho- hopefully the retail version is uh, much better. Uh, my sort of idea with a modular thing is this is just a proof of concept. Like they did this and they said, "Here's two modules." Because uh, I asked them if are there are there going to be more modules later on down the year? Like what's going on? Like what else do you got? And they didn't really have a good answer. So I was like, I, I think I even asked, like, are you going to partner with some other companies to do this stuff? And they didn't really seem like they had any plans for that. So my thought is, no one gives a crap that this thing is modular, but people will care that they can maybe start building them for future phones. Like the G6 will hopefully have a similar modular thing, but it'll be done so that maybe you don't have to pull the battery out and turn your phone off when you want to swap into like a camera grip or something. So I think like this was them just saying like, look, we built a metal phone that still has a removable battery that takes on this modular concept. And then next year people are actually going to care and build modules for it. At least that's my thought. So anyways, I don't think anyone's going to buy the G5 this year because it's modular. Next year, that may change because they may offer you some real reason. Anyways, okay. So they also have dual cameras. Like I said, like I don't know that anyone really needs a dual camera, but look, if you're a big photography guy and you need options to shoot different angles and different types of shots, you do have a wide angle lens and a normal lens, which could be okay. Uh, And then I also put that it's not a fingerprint magnet. So it's got that all metal body, no fingerprints whatsoever. I mean, you could get them on the dual camera lens up top. You could also potentially get them on the front of the device, but every phone's front does that. But yeah, it's not, you're not going to have to wipe down the back every 10 minutes. Like you're going to have to with the S seven. Okay. Pretty good argument you're making so far. That's all I got. Those are the reasons you should buy it over the S seven. But yeah, no waterproofing. Dang. Yeah. The camera seemed a lot faster, actually, than the G4 launching it with the little double tap volume shortcut. It seemed faster. Camera seemed really legit. Oh, I'm sure the camera's good. I mean, the, the camera on the, the G5, or G4, excuse me, and the V10 was, you know, pretty good. So, and I mean, I'm sure the G5 overall is a good phone, but man, like when you just look at it, say, on paper next to the S7, I don't even think there's really a, a decision that needs to be made. And, and and that's just 
speaking honestly, like I'm I'm not being paid. <laughs> got, him, got them next to each other because we did a spec comparison. Yeah. So they all got the A20. They all have quad yeah. HD, except you just can't top Samsung's Super AMOLED Super AMOLED panels. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, they each have the same four gig DDR4 RAM. Each have 32 gigs fast storage with SD support. You know the cameras differ a little bit. The batteries are similar. But then, yeah, it's like those extra things, right? Like Samsung's design is, in my opinion, it's a better looking phone. And it also is waterproof. You have access to Samsung Pay. Look, if you buy the G5, you're not going to be disappointed. I think it's going to be a hell of a phone. Like I'm saying, it's, it's going to be a really, really, really great phone. I just don't know that it's better than what Samsung just introduced. Now, obviously, we get to do reviews on these things and hopefully help decide that. But right now anyway well okay so here's the other problem we don't even know when the hell the g5 is coming out (laughs) like samsung announced pre-orders two days later and then they said you can buy it on march 11th everywhere essentially like every u.s carrier will have it on march 11th lg had no date and no pre-order date we think March 18th will be pre-orders because Best Buy says so, but LG won't confirm that. No other carriers said that. Best Buy just says that. So you can have a Samsung phone in your hand a week before the LG G5 even goes up for pre-order. Which will be a problem for LG. It seems like kind of a problem. Like I'm I'm really glad that they went to MWC and they were like, we're going to stand up next to you, Samsung, and show you that we can create some really cool stuff. Um, but man, you got to have your phone ready. Like you can't, I mean, February 20, what first or so is when they announced it. And it may not be out till April. That's two months. That's two months after you announced your phone. Like you can't do that. Can't do that. You lose hype. You lose buzz. By then we're going to be hyping up whatever moto phones coming in a couple of months. HTC will have a phone out by then. Like you're starting to then compete with all this other stuff. I don't know. Not a good, not a good idea. I don't think. Poor HTC. <laughs> <laughs> Poor HTC is right. Uh, so you know the LG G5 will go to all the carriers. Verizon, uh, T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T have all confirmed they're going to have it. But yeah, we don't we don't really know when it's coming out. So I feel a little bad for it because LG really made an awesome phone. Like I I I walked out of my meeting and went this phone is awesome and I want to got on-screen buttons. You know have that janky home button thing going on like you do with Samsung. Always on display, but it's Samsung's just doing some crazy things right now. So All right, so let's see. We ran some polls. We ran a poll that said, "Are you buying any of the three devices?" And I need to open that to tell you what you said. (laughs) Let's see. So the results are, well, 50% of you clearly are fine with your current phone. (laughs) Your your Nexus 6Ps. Yeah, I think you all own the Nexus 6P or the Note 5. A lot of people are just satisfied with their Note 5, and rightfully so. It's an awesome phone. Um, And then 22% said S7 Edge. And then 20% said G5, and then only 10% said S7. So of the three that were announced, S7 Edge and G5 seem like the two. And that's a pretty close battle there between Edge and G5, 22 to 20. And then S7's down there a little bit. Um, I'm in that little 10%. I want the smaller phone. Uh, But uh, 
Yeah. So like half of our readers are going to get one of those three phones. That's actually a lot of people. And, That's quite uh, a bit. Yeah. And the other half are totally fine with their 6P and Galaxy Note 5, which, yeah, we're just assuming is exactly what they have. Right. Uh, so let's see. So then we also ask people, why aren't you buying them? So if you had a reason to not buy, say, the S7 Edge, like, what would it be? Like, why would you not buy the S7 Edge? Who, me? Yeah, you. Because that, uh, that, like, that's obviously the phone you're sort of, of the three, it seems like you like the most. Like, if you were going to, if you needed a re, if you had a reason not to buy it, like, what would it be? Because you love your 6P still? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, if uh, if stock Android is something that's really important to me and not dealing with TouchWiz, making sure I have timely updates. updates. Yeah, exactly. You know, TouchWiz, you know, it's it's not awesome. I mean, it's it's fine. It's just not totally, it's not a selling feature. It's not a highlight, uh, at least for me. Um, Say so there's no front-facing speakers, so 6P speakers sound great. This one has a single port on the bottom, so I hate downward-facing speakers. Like, if I'm putting my phone in landscape, you know, playing a game, then my, you know, my uh, palm is covering up the speaker. So that's not fun. And the whole removable battery thing. So, I mean, there's a few reasons why I wouldn't buy the S7 Edge if any of that stuff mattered to me. But it doesn't. Apparently not, because here I am just trumpeting S7 Edge right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited for, for well, all of these phones, really. This mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite times of the year because it's a new year. We've gone from... Like when Google announces their phones, it's it's fun and I get excited about that too. But like you start a new year and you know, this year we we got Samsung and LG both coming right out, like here we go, and they both announce all this stuff. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I would say I guess like the the thought is is this worth up are any of these upgrade worth upgrading to from your six P Note five S six, S six edge or G four? I mean, if you look, if you, if you own a six P probably not, I mean, you don't, you, you don't necessarily need to upgrade unless you just have cash to blow and you like having the newest phone all the time. Yeah, sure. Upgrade. You're going to be happy. But if you just bought a six P or even if you just bought an O five, I don't know that you like really need to upgrade. Right. I mean, no, those I would phones, totally agree. if you own an S six or an S six edge, I'd probably you upgrade. Want to because those phones' battery lives are so terrible. I wonder if it's the Exynos processor, but um, it might be worth it. If you have a G4, the G4 is probably still fine, but this is sort of a new sort of direction for LG because you got that all metal, you know, instead of the questionably sourced leather. And the G5 is probably a pretty big upgrade over the, you know, like the G4 had the Snapdragon 808. It didn't even have a real next gen processor in it. Cause remember the 810 was so garbage. Mm-hmm. So if you have a G4, the upgrade to G5 might be worth it. If you have a G3 or an S5, you need to upgrade right now <laughs> as soon as you can. So, all right. Um, so both companies also announced a bunch of VR stuff. So Samsung has the 360 VR. No, yeah, is that what it's called? The camera? What's the camera called? Three, uh, the Gear 360. Oh, that's what's called the Gear 360. And then LG announced this 360 VR and the 360 cam. That's what it was. So LG's finally into VR, and they announced this headset that just is basically like a visor, and then you USB C cable to a phone, and that's how it's powered. I, I honestly don't 
know that that's going to be that great of an experience, but well, we'll from, see. from what I've read so far, it, it kind of is underwhelming to say the least. Yeah. So it better be 25 bucks for that thing. It looks like it should be about $19.99 or like two easy payments of $19.99 if you call 1 800, blah, 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 right now. Well, I saw someone mention that, and I apologize, whoever it was. Um, it talked about how, like with the Gear VR, like it's got foam, right? And like you strap it on and like it tightens to your head. There's no light bleeding in. Like you are immersed. And with the, uh, with LG's option, it's basically a little visor that you sort of just set, like wear like a pair of glasses. So you don't get that seal around your eyes. And mm. this person said there was light bleeding in and he just didn't oh. feel, I can't remember who it was. I again, really apologize. Whoever wrote that story, but that's a problem. Uh, yeah, so that I mean VR the whole point is to have this like really deep immersive immersive experience. So uh but they both announced 360 cameras which do sound kind of cool. They're 360 cameras you can set in a room or out when you're out doing whatever you're doing. Uh a lot of people talk like Zuckerberg I think was talking about it on Samsung stage about like Christmas or your baby's walking for the first time whatever. But you set in a room, record 360 imagery and then watch it back in VR whatever. Uh those could be kind of cool. Like it, it, as long as they're not insanely expensive, they might be one of those things that you just buy for those special occasions and hopefully it's worth the price tag. But. Yeah. It's cool to record all your family's moments when you're a billionaire in a huge mansion. But when I'm broke living in a trailer, like, you know, who wants to see all this? I mean, it's just sort of, I, I don't really care for billionaires like zuckerberg getting on stage and telling me why i need to get into vr or buy stuff you know like i don't about like the moments yeah about I don't those like, moments Tim. yeah but then facebook wants me to share those moments and uh and also someone saying uh that shout out to that geek dad who's been rocking the irc today he says zuck stole the show at samsung no dude he did not like i, I saw multiple people say that zuck stole the show i saw that you and i don't understand I don't understand how he stole the show. stage and talked about VR, which yeah, isn't even the star of the show. Exactly. He didn't even have a hoodie. Uh, I just thought that the, the S7 really stole the show. But uh, whatever. <laughs> if people really like Zuck and all that, that's cool. I'm sure he's a great dude, but I didn't care for really anything he had to say. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, he talked about VR and experiences and sharing those with the world. And like I thought what he said was nice, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I really care because I want the phones, not a new 360 camera. Well, yeah. And so he says the fact that he's backing gear VR is huge. He's not really backing gear VR. He's backing anything that is powered by Oculus, which the gear VR is because he owns Oculus. So, so anything that is going to make him money, he is all about it because he just gave away a ton of Facebook stock. He needs other revenue streams. Let's face it. (laughs) So he needs to pad that portfolio a little bit. So. Yeah, and and exactly you said he's backing it because Oculus powers it, and he owns Oculus. Exactly. So, all <laughs> uh, of the money trail, people. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but you know, it was it was big stuff. This was one of those weeks where, well, I mean, we got some other stuff like HTC announced as a mid range line of phones that no one cares about. Sony announced a new Xperia. We didn't. We forgot to talk about this. Sony announced Xperia X line. They killed the Z line. And the X line will someday come to Amazon or something. Uh, I think Alcatel, whoever they are, announced some stuff. But it was mostly Samsung and LG. Like, that's all anyone really cares about, right? Is what Samsung and LG just did. So, yeah. yeah. My, my cat is just like 
at the can you hear him oh yeah i can hear him poor little feller oh my god he's no he's you can see him right there look oh let me in daddy i'm just going (laughs) poor little batum oh now he's like looking up the stairs look at him let's see if we can get him to cry oh of course now he's gonna shush after he just spent 10 minutes like squealing into the droid life show now he's like, no, I'm cool. Stage that, fright. Yeah, that first meow was actually the, the first one I heard like a couple of seconds ago. So, Oh, because he's been doing it for a while now. Yeah, well, I think when you're talking, it's probably the mic can sense. That's him. true. Yeah. He's not going to say anything now. Now I'm kind of mad. That's yeah. Batum, by the way, for those watching. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just going to sit like that. We can keep talking. I just want to see if he starts squawking again. Like a bird, he squawks. Yeah, that's what we say that he squawks because he's kind of obnoxious when he starts talking like that. He just sits at doors. He hates being behind a closed door. Poor little thing. Not that we lock him up. All right, anyways. So yeah, MWC was a. It was. It was. There was a lot of stuff, but yeah. It was a good MWC, uh, yeah. at least in terms of like you know phone announcements and all that. I was sort of hoping that HTC would surprise people. Instead, they announced a mid-range thing, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then HTC did announce. I mean, while NWC was still going on, I think that was yesterday. HTC was like, "Oh, power of ten. Oh, start That's teasing right. the the one M ten. So, no release or press event scheduled yet. But I mean, it, it has to be soon. If HTC, HTC has been really good about teasing their stuff, I mean, especially they have to right because the LG G five pre order is coming up, S seven pre order currently happening. HTC has to do something to like save. 1% of the market share that they're trying to capture uh, with the 1M10. So they, yeah, they better so they, start teasing they tease that. Except they didn't give us a date, so we have no, no idea. Fun. Yeah, we got no intel. We, we oh, we've think, already we seen think, the phone. We think like they're going to announce it in March, maybe? Right, with availability in April. I think kind of like the G5, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That would be nice. It would be nice. I think you see the last couple of years have been pretty good about announcing it and then making it available right, right. away. I agree. Especially with the 1M10. I mean, they announced it and then it was available that day on Verizon, of all places. No, the, the 1M8, I think. That's what I said. You said M10. Oh, but yes, the M8. Because I remember I was here and I think you were at the event. Mm-hmm. And I was here and I basically, once the event wrapped, I just drove over to Verizon and was like, hey, can I buy that? And the guy didn't believe me. He's like, no, you can't. I was like, no, I just <laughs> watched the press event. He said I could buy it. And he yeah. thought I was trying to steam him. And I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, dude. What do you take me for? He's back now. <laughs> He's, He's talking back. now. He's squawking. Not licking chops. He's so mad. He's hungry. He's so frustrating. Probably is hungry. Um, yeah, so we will have more on HTC probably fairly soon, I would think. Yep. Um, but they, I mean, they all say just stay tuned. Yeah. So it's got to be soon, right? Yeah. And then after that, we're on to Google I.O. Oh... Uh, it was going to be good taking place in Mountain View. Android and so many things. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for G5 Galaxy stuff. You want to talk about anything else? Apps or games or anything? I just want to quickly shout out um, one game called Alto's Adventure. Uh, maybe most of you have probably already heard me like write it up or talk about it, or you've heard of the game before because it was a huge hit on iOS. But it's a really fun game. Um, I'm not going to kind of get into what all you do, but it reminds me a little bit of uh, Tiny Wings, and that's a big deal because I love Tiny Wings and not to be confused with Flappy Bird. I don't like Flappy Bird, but I like Tiny Wings. 
Um, you're a snowboarder going down a hill. You can do tricks, and, and you're catching llamas who are trying to run from you, and you have to escape mountain elders and bash through rocks, and you complete goals, and as you complete more goals and you up your level, you unlock new characters, and each character kind of has a set of stats that either make them better at doing tricks or make them faster going down the mountain, and it's the game I've been addicted to for the past week or two, so Auto's Adventure, that's a lot of fun. If you like to boost your Google Play score, a Google Play Games score, your level, it's really good for that. Every time that you up a level or unlock a character, it's 5,000 XP, and I'm in like the 20s now, and so 5,000 XP per unlock is really good since I'm trying to beat my friend Taylor Wimberly at his gamer score, so... Definitely, Alto's Adventure is a fun game. If you don't, if you know, if you like games where you just have to sort of get obsessed with them, and it's free to download, uh, it, it was a couple of dollars on iOS, so you know they made it free. It's not bad with ads at all. In fact, there's no ads. The only time you'll see an ad is if you die and you want to restart from that same position. They will allow you to watch a 15 second ad, and then the game will uh, resume where you died from so for me it's a really fun game i highly recommend it outdoors adventure i may may try to play it it's it's like easy to just pick up and play right totally it's a total pick up and play you're on the bus on the throne doing whatever it's a fun little game just wash your hands (laughs) just wash your hands when you're done yeah oh this is not really breaking news but sort of Verizon Galaxy S5 getting an update. Let's see what it is. Oh, security patch. Oh. I was going to say, dude, this could be like the sign. It's coming. The S5 is the first to get Marshmallow. That would be really fun. That would be awesome. <clears throat> yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah. probably it for now. Lots of stuff. So in the next couple of weeks, obviously, S7, S7 Edge will be arriving March 11th. We should have phones hopefully well before then, and we'll let you guys know on reviews and stuff, although we probably won't be able to share much of that until the reviews are out. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be that, and then we'll move into G5 and hopefully do a review of that, and then HTC, whatever. We'll keep you guys up. We'll make sure you know everything there is to know about them. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm, mm All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, this is episode 103, and... More enjoy life. Peace. Peace.